So just, you know, getting that extra one or two hours of sleep. And if you're only getting five hours of sleep, you're not getting enough sleep. So, you know, how do you get the seven to nine hours of sleep, which is the sweet spot? And then how are you measuring it? Like, are you getting data around your heart rate variability? And is it improving? Uh, meaning, is it becoming more variable? The, the less variable, it means the more stress you're under. And so how are you, you know, managing your heart rate variability? Because that will translate into financial metrics. It might take two, three, four, five, six months for it to show up on your bank account or on your income statement, but it's being affected every day just based on that one score. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where your host, Tracy Belt, Editorial Director of Real Trends, interviews the brightest minds in real estate. Each week, brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts join Tracy to share trends, their secrets to success, and the lessons they learn navigating this ever-changing industry. Before we begin, here's a word from our sponsor. You know the role of the real estate agent has changed forever, and if you want to succeed in today's market, you need the right insights and tools from a source you can trust. Keeping current matters makes it easy to be the market expert your clients expect, with trusted insights that give you the confidence you need and timely content that gives you the presence you want, KCM helps you drive credibility and consideration. Learn more about how to master the market and your marketing with Keeping Current Matters by visiting trykcm.com forward slash Realtrends to learn more. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast, where we speak to the brightest minds in real estate about leadership, business growth, trends, and strategy. I'm your host, Tracy Belt, Editorial Director of Real Trends. And today, I'd like to welcome Glenn Sanford, CEO and founder of EXP Holdings. EXP recently announced a focus on health and wellness for real estate agents. And I wanted to talk to Glenn today a little bit about how that contributes to success in real estate. So welcome, Glenn. Hey, thanks, Tracy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, so I'm going to start with a little business first. I want to talk about strategy moving into the new year um, for the overall company. I know that obviously we're we're in an, a somewhat uncertain market, but there are still a lot of opportunities to be had out there. And so first, I just want to talk a little bit about what you're doing specifically with the company to set yourself up for success into the new year. Yeah, so I think one of the things relative to the new year is obviously the housing market is under a lot of pressure and we're we're in a i guess we'll say a, a more fortunate position as a company in that we don't have to support the significant bricks and mortar costs of a traditional brokerage so that for us kind of puts us into a, a position where we can kind of manage costs a bit differently than most. Uh, and, you know, but we have not been immune at all to the slowdown. So, you know, we've been, um, we've reduced our, you know, some of our staffing. Um, we've, uh, we've got more strategic about the types of initiatives that we want to support going into 2023. We believe there will be obviously a rise in, in, in some you know, foreclosures, delinquencies, those types of things. So we want to make sure that we are positioned to help uh, homeowners um, through that process. And so building um, more initiatives around how to work with um, distressed homeowners will be something that I think will be uh, a bigger focus into 2023. The um, uh, 
for us, we, we, we want to make sure that our agents understand how to uh, lead generate in ways that maybe they haven't been doing in the past. Uh, so, you know, in the last two years, especially, um, you didn't need to prospect that much to find people to buy or sell. And, and in the last six months, that's definitely not the case. You're, you're now having to prospect. You're having to use your CRM. You're having to use your database. You're needing to stay in touch with more people in order to find the transaction. So if we start to, you know, figure out where we're at in some markets, we're seeing transaction volume down as much as 50%. I'm sure you've been tracking something similar. And, and so that does change the landscape considerably. But for agents who are proactive, um, around how are they building their book of business? How are they staying in contact? And, and then for the next six months or so, uh, until we get to the bottom of the market and, and then things start to pick back up, it's a little bit of a war of attrition from a real estate agent and brokerage perspective. It's, you know, outlasting your competition while they you know, run out of their ability to stay active, whether and, and obviously, we want all agents to be successful, whether EXP or not. But we have to recognize that you know, agents are, many of them are going to run out of money, run out of steam. They're going to leave the business. And to some extent, brokerages are going to kind of run into the same issue as to how do I keep my doors open uh, in a down market. And, and so we want to just continually educate and train and support our agents and, and give them you know, more tools. So we've got, you know, Leo Perea has been doing a lot of stuff on the strategy side and partnerships to give agents more uh, at-bats in, in different parts of their business. But of course, it's really still 99.9% of all business that's done is done at the agent level. So they're the ones that need to prospect. They're the ones that need to lead generate. They've got to do the things. We can put things in place. But those are kind of shiny objects to help to just to let them know that we're focused on it as well. But for them, the real heavy lifting is at the agent level. Yeah. And and one of those initiatives I know that you have is Success Health. And I really wanted to focus on that today because I think especially in this market mindset and, and growth, you know, a mindset of growth of opportunities is really important. And that starts with with health and wellness. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Jay Shetty. I don't know if you follow him at all. Um, living your life on purpose. Um, yeah, I've met Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about your personal journey um, to, to this and then creating habits for success um, moving forward through your program. I know you have a partnership with Viome. So let's start with your personal journey and, and where you came to this. Yeah. So, you know, my personal journey was, you know, like most people in the industry, you know, I was chasing the dollars as my primary activity. Um, you know, I got my license when I was in 2002. I needed to put food on the table. So I hustled my, my ass off and literally was working 12, 14, 16 hour days, uh, for, um, if not more. I mean, I, I literally was, you know, getting maybe five hours of sleep a night in the early days of my career. And, and, and so I let health, I sacrificed my health in order to, to earn, earn income. Um, which I think is just a natural. I mean, sales is one of those industries where if you don't go all in and learn and do everything it takes, 
you probably aren't going to get to a uh, a velocity to be able to be self-sustaining. So there's a sort of certainly a um, a health sacrifice that almost every person makes that it becomes successful in real estate. And so 2002, three, four, five, six, seven. I mean, I, I all that period of time. In fact, we can go all the way to 2019. And um, 2019 in June, um, yeah, I was having some heart issues. I was 225 pounds. I'd, I'd, uh, um, I, I, my indigestion was off the charts, and uh, and so I started to just look at, you know, what what do I need to change? And so, and, be, and the heart thing was the thing that sort of pushed me over the edge. Um, you know, indigestion I was sort of dealing with, and I've been dealing with that from 2016 to 2019. And yeah, I was taking basically Prilosec and, and, and that became kind of almost like a vitamin for me just to survive. And, uh, what I didn't realize is how indigestion then played a role in sort of heart stuff. And, and so, um, in, in 2019, I started to get my running activities going, even though it was tough to do. Uh, and, uh, and, and then I just continued to sort of stay focused on health related activities. Cause I'm like, I've got to figure this out. So 2019 is 225. I started to, um, subscribe to a lot more content around health and wellness. Um, I think that by the way, I think the Apple watch uh, in 2019, 2020, I started to actually work on closing the rings. So for me, that was like a big sort of initial focus, like close my rings, close my rings, close my rings. And, and then in 2021, I got a chance to go to Peter Diamantes's uh, health uh, platinum event. And it's, by the way, it's not an inexpensive event. It was like, it's like 70 grand to go to this event. It's like five, five days. But I'm like, I've got to do something to really get super focused on health. And uh, there I learned, you know, I met David Sinclair, wrote the book Lifespan. So I met him there. I met Naveen Jain and a new Jain. Um, from biome there. And, and, uh, and then I actually went and did, uh, I went and actually did the biome test and, and, and started to do the supplements and, and those types of things. And, um, my biological age at the time came back at 54 based on the biome test. Another test I came at like 56. I was 55 at the time. So it was pretty close. And, and I went intermittent fasting. I was doing a bunch of the things that, that came out of that. And within, um, 10 months from November of 2021 through September of 2022, based on this lifestyle change, I literally reduced my biological age from 54 to 48. So a six year reduction in my biological age, even though I had technically you know, aged a year. Um, and that for me was like sort of the game changer. It was like, wow, lifestyle changes, focusing on health, it can make a total difference. I, I learned, you know, learn more about sleep and, and, and like I'm wearing the aura ring. So, you know, obviously you're seeing me on video, but you can see the aura ring. Oh, I see you've got your aura ring on. Um, and, and, and so that was another game changer for me. And I, and what I recognize all throughout my real estate career is that yeah, I, I, call, I refer to myself as a focus group of one. You may have heard me say that in the past. Um, but I feel like anything I'm going through, there's a whole bunch of other people who are going through exactly the same thing. So I don't have to go and do some big focus group or whatever. I just have to look at what am I struggling with? And then if I can find solutions for me, 
then my guess is there's a whole bunch of other people in the real estate industry that that this could apply to. And so when I got really excited and and I had learned how much of an impact I could make on my own personal health in a very short period of time, that for me was like, we need to be talking about this. We need to be focused on it because um, this this information, it seems elusive until you put it into practice. And then when you put it into practice and you see the results, you go, this this could change the game for, for lots of people. So that's how I kind of got on the journey. Uh, we did form a partnership with Viome through success and, and, you know, for you know a little bit of self-promotion, you go to successhealth.com and you can go check it out. Um, and, and, uh, and, and so for us, you know, we're, we're adding things like we're right now trying to form a partnership with aura. Cause I love the aura ring. Um, uh, I'm a really big fan of the fast mimicking diet by Dr. Walter Longo. So we're trying to form a partnership with them and building that into the success health ecosystem. And then, and then obviously then sharing that with the larger EXP ecosystem and, and real estate agents at large for me feels like a very, very noble pursuit uh, of, of how to actually change the game for real estate agents. Definitely. I mean, I think that um, agents in, in any market are really under a lot of stress, the, the most successful ones, at least the ones who, who are really driving for that next level success. So um, tell me, what are some of the ways that EXP is helping agents really change that that wellness mindset and look for abundance and gratitude and growth in in their personal life to then translate it into their professional life. Yeah. So um, one is we've, we we're now sharing a lot of things around health into our EXP community. Um, so we've got, you know, we talked to, and I'm focusing, the reason why my focus is primarily now on the success magazine side is because that's a that's an amazing vehicle to share this with our larger community. So we we we, we, we of course bought the magazine two years ago, um, but we bought it because we became the single largest customer of Success Magazine, which I didn't actually expect that was the case. But this was a magazine that you know anybody who's been in sales for you know more than a decade. Um, they probably bought the magazine. They probably had the CDs. They probably listened to them in their car. They did. You know, it, it's been such an impactful brand, but it's also a brand about leveling up. So the more that we can sort of bring that in, Jarek Robbins, um, president of success. I mean, he's got a huge you know, health and wellness background as well. He, he's got a preference for the whoop um, because it, it also measures a lot of the same types of things as the, the, the aura ring. And, and just making sure that at our events, in our intranet, our workplace platform, in these various different places, we're sharing regular insights and ways to sort of mastermind around this exact topic. Like just, just the concept of sleep alone. Um, most people don't get enough sleep. I didn't realize how much it impacted me. But when I got the Aura Ring... I started to measure and see my sleep scores, my readiness scores, um, and what I needed to do to actually get good scores. And by the way, today I was optimal on both. I think it was like an 80, 89 on, on sleep and a 91 on readiness. So I'm, 
like today was a today's super. But the more that we can kind of just get people sort of aware of that, the more that they'll do better in the business. Just sleep by itself, just focusing on that one metric will improve your ability to pick up the phone and make the calls. If you're if you you didn't get enough sleep, um, you know, you're I think there's some date there's some good data around psychological safety. If you're dealing with you know customers or clients or you've got a team, if you've got ISAs and buyers agents or whatever you've got as a team, if you didn't get enough sleep, people won't feel as safe around you. Your customers are not going to respond as well to you. So just you know getting that extra one, you know, one or two hours of sleep. And if you're only getting five hours of sleep, um, you know, you're not getting enough sleep. So, you know, how do you get the seven to nine hours of sleep, which is the sleep, which is the sweet spot? And then how are you measuring it? Like, are you getting data around your heart rate variability? And is it improving? Uh, meaning, is it becoming more variable? The, the less variable, it means the more stress you're under. And so how are you, you know, managing your heart rate variability? Because that will translate into financial metrics. It might take two, three, four, five, six months for it to show up on your in your in your bank account or on your income statement. But it, you know, it's being affected every day just based on that one score. Yeah, I I love the aura ring as well. I've been using it for, gosh, it's been probably two years now. I feel like it has been. Um and you know, it has changed so many things that I used to do, like eating. I don't eat after really six o'clock now because I've noticed a huge impact on my sleep if I eat a late meal. Um, it, you know, things like that. You'd be surprised just one glass of wine, how much it affects your sleep later on. Um, so yeah. I basically quit, I basically quit drinking because of the aura yeah. ring. So, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and, and of course we're, we're in an industry, uh, real estate, which is, um, you know, we, the real the industry is a high consumer of alcohol. Like, like mm-hmm. you know, the best way to get people to show up at an event for a real estate event is make sure there's alcohol. And if there is, well, lots of realtors <laughs> will show up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to talk a little bit about um, success as far as from an agent perspective now, because a lot of agents um, haven't been through this type of market cycle yet um, who are in the business today. It's such a um, transient business in a lot of ways. We we have, I think, I think the latest count was 1.5 million uh, members of NAR, um, and they have have to come up with a brand new skill set than they have in the past couple of years. You alluded to that a little bit at the beginning. So, what are some of those um, skills that you're really focusing? your programs on, um, you know, sphere of influence and, and prospecting and, and that, um, to bring them up in this market. Yeah. So, um, so I, I think about it in two ways. One, we, 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 we formed a little bit of a partnership with, uh, uh John Chaplack and Daniel Beer. They've got a thing called Agent Academy. It's doing really well. It's really helping on the basics. So for agents that are interested in sort of the basic, they've got a platform thing called Sales Mastery. Uh, but what I kind of go back to is I uh, right now, if you look at every top team specifically, and maybe maybe a little bit differently in the in the in the individual agent community, but every top team has a strong, strong internet lead gen strategy. Um, and 
So when I think about, you know, what's the one thing that an a- that's still low-hanging fruit for an agent? Um, I, I, I truly believe that if an agent figures out how to just run a Google AdWord campaign, they will have more people to talk to at a fairly low cost. You're, you know, um, and, and, you know, so that takes a budget. If you don't have a budget, then, you know, then that's a different animal in and of itself. But if you have a, if you have any sort of budget, it could be a few hundred dollars a month. That can be a game changer in terms of the number of people that you have to, to talk with. Obviously, having a decent website, having the ability for consumers to be able to search for homes and then and then request information on those homes is kind of a, uh, a, a what you need to do. And yet, at the same time, there's lots of agents that don't even have that. They don't even have that basic foundational piece in place so that they can they can create inbound leads. Um, I made a religious decision personally, and there's a reason why I focus so much on internet lead gen. So I made a religious decision back in the mid '90s, actually '93, I think it was, to never make a cold call again. So, so when I got into real estate, I didn't call Fizbo's and expireds. Um, uh, I wasn't, um, you know, just prospecting to prospect. I only dealt with inbound leads, and so that became kind of my mantra. So I think the key is is ultimately to make sure that that is you know, one of your, your channels is how do you add people to that? And, and if you currently believe that internet leads are not good leads, then figure out how to make them good leads. Because what are, you know, it's almost like the Glengarry Glen Ross, you know, give me the good leads. Well, the good leads are already in front of you if you ultimately um, work the leads. Yeah, definitely. And, um, as we move forward, what are some of the trends that you're seeing, um, you know, uh, with with the teams that are that are in your network and some of the trends that overall in the industry that you think will play a big role in how business is done moving forward? Well, I think we've got some reverse trends going on right now, um, you know, with the reverse trends being that I think, you know, there was a belief uh, up till, you know, this year that iBuyers were eventually going to become the dominant force in the real estate industry. And, and I think what we've realized, and I think I, I had, I had this belief a long time ago was that um, iBuyers only work in an up market. That was my, that was my belief. If you would have asked me that, that's what I would have told you. I, I would have said they only, they only, only operate in, a, in an up market. I also think that, you know, people who use, um, We'll call it commission rebates and or we'll call them discounts uh, the help you sell, the assist to sells, you know, back pre pre the downturn in, in 2008. Um, you know, there was a lot of people who believe that that's where the market would go. And, and then we had um, what was the uh, the company from the UK that was over here? Um, oh, purple, uh, purple, 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 uh, purple, purple, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so, um, what, what I think we're, we're realizing is that, um, you know, that the business itself, uh, you know, there's certain things that will work in an up market, but real estate agents ultimately work in every market. Um, and, and so the, 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 the prospecting, building your database and staying in communication with that database and making sure that they know that you're there to help them no matter what's going on in the economy, super, super key. To, to ultimately, you know, being a successful real estate professional. So 
making sure you've got a good database. What is that? What are you using? Um, and, and if you don't have a database in place, you're, you're, and, and you don't have a way to systematically stay in, in touch with people, you're missing out and your, your, your business is going to be super inefficient. So how do you, how do you do that? So becoming good at your database, uh, being, being good at adding people to your database and then, and then just, you know, staying, you know, staying, staying in touch. And that's that in my mind, it's a blocking and tackling of the business, but it's the key. It's the reason why other companies that, you know, maybe have employee based real estate models don't work. Um, because at the end of the day, it's, it's still a very person to person business. So the counter trends right now is that anybody who is banking on the housing market going up forever, and that's their, their, their business model was built around that. They're probably all effectively going out of business. Um, those who are investing in agents to be the, the true champion of the consumer and build the relationship with the consumer, um, you know, assuming they've got their, their infrastructure costs right, they'll continue to do, do fine even in a, in a slower market. Yeah, I know Steve Murray always has a saying. He's like, there's only three things you need to do. Mainly he's talking about brokers, but it really applies to to anyone is recruit, um, retain and spend less than you bring in. <laughs> he said it sounds super easy, but um, it's not that easy. So, so yeah. It's not. Yeah, six, 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 yeah it's uh, so I heard this phrase the other day because we, we, we're also, you know, we, we Jim Rohn. Um, we, we have the rights to all of his content, but his phrase is that, uh, success is easy because the things that you have to do to be successful is easy, but they're easy to do, but they're also easy not to do. And, and, um, and, and that's the challenge is like, you know, is how do you keep on doing, um, the process? It's easy. It's easy to do the process, but it's just as easy not to do the process because there's some shiny object or something else that's got your attention. And success is, to some extent, somewhat boring because you're doing the same thing day in, day out. And that's the hard part is when you have to keep on doing the boring work in order to actually build whatever it is that you're building. Yeah, absolutely. It it is that's really difficult. Um I mean even in in my business it's like, you know, there's messages coming at you and and um constant distractions, meetings and that. And so when you're really trying to sit down and write, you have to really plan that time. If you don't plan that time, it's not going to get done. Um and so you your success obviously um, you know, falters because of it. Um but it's the it's the planning out your day, which is really boring. But if you don't do it, you're not going to find that success in the end for sure. So my last question is really what's, um, you know, what's next in the coming year for, for EXP? Where's your, where's your focus going? What, any new initiatives that you're, you're looking at, um, you know, your take on, on business in the next year? Well, I think this next year is, I mean, it's, it's going to be a, it's you know we're going to have a a tougher year like everybody else. So I think it's really around how do you how do you control costs in a uh, in a tougher market? Um, how do you think about you know what are the necessary costs to run the run the brokerage? So when I think of, think about it from the perspective of an agent and a brokerage in an up market, things are really easy. You 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 do a whole bunch of stuff and you get a whole bunch of stuff come come back to you. Uh, the challenge is almost like uh, the old adage in marketing. 
50% of my marketing works. I just don't know which 50%. And, and so uh, I think it's a good time to figure out which, what, what 50% of your expenses are actually necessary expenses and figure out which 50% were, were unnecessary. That they're, they're just stuff that you threw against the wall. So get really clear on it, on, on what works and what doesn't work. And if you can figure out what, what works and what doesn't work, there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can take off your plate that isn't working, isn't adding value, and, and isn't um, taking in, in the direction. So that's what we're focused on is, you know, we're, we're also a, we're now a global company, which means that we don't have to have every single person in the company that does work for the company be in the United States. Um, and that's, that's kind of an important element. You know, I, I talked to every successful real estate agent and team. My guess is a lot of brokerages as well. They're not just working with domestic team members. They've got, you know, they, like every successful team now has, um, you know, they're using my Outdesk or, or, or Sphere Rocket or something to, to ultimately manage a lot of the day-to-day tasks, especially when it comes to social media and posting and, you know, maybe responding to managing chatbots or any of those types of things. So figuring out how you can work with a global team um, for us, working with a more global team is a big focus in 2023 because, you know, it's, you know, it's expensive running a, running a real estate brokerage and uh, we don't have a lot of margins. Um, you know, we're, we're just like everybody else. There's, it's not a high margin business running a brokerage. No, it, it certainly is not. Um, well, Glenn, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for sharing kind of your personal journey through this as well. And, um, you know, much continued success in, in 2023 and beyond. Awesome. Thanks, Tracy. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. If you haven't already, we'd love it if you'd take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. And we will see you next week with more news and insights.